Yes, people, welcome back to Process, a podcast by me, Brendan Pearson. So, another guest episode today. This time, we have another PT, somebody who I met through Instagram after following him, seeing him through his contest prep with TM Cycles or Thomas Moore. If you don't really know who he is, you need to know. So, we met on Instagram, started talking. As you've seen, a cool guy. So we invited him on the podcast to have a little chat because I know he's transitioned through a number of different sports in terms of powerlifting, then into bodybuilding, and now he is training for the military, training for the Marines. So his training has went from that to more endurance-based and bodyweight exercises. So it'd be interesting to hear his story and how he has adapted his training. So. It's a pleasure to have Will Hall or Will Hall Fitness on Instagram. So I'll leave his Instagram in the show notes. So like I said, it'd be interesting to hear Will's story. Get him on the podcast. He's a sound boy, so I hope you enjoy this episode. We talk a little bit about, obviously, his transition through the different stages of his fitness career. And then also the kind of dark side of prep, how he managed it, how did it go. And it actually ended up leading him to an eating disorder at the end of it. So a little bit talk about that. Then also his transition into his training now, which is more endurance-based. And then we have a little chat at the end about other things, mindset, mental health, and everything else. So it's a very good episode. I hope you're going to enjoy it. I hope you listen to the whole thing because there is some quite good things right at the end as well. So let's get on with the episode. This is Process. Right, we're on, mate. We're on. Right, welcome back to Process, the podcast. Today we have another guest. We've got Will Hall. All the way from Jersey. I see from in a Jersey, so different will compared to me. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, no worries. So we're just gonna talk about obviously it's weird talking about how people meet. We literally this is the first time we've ever spoke. We literally met on Instagram because I remember TM Cycle, so Thomas Small. If you don't follow him, someone definitely you need to follow on Instagram. Yeah. Um you were you he was your coach for a little bit. And I seen him put something on his story or something like that about you. And I was like, oh, this guy, like, I looked at his content and stuff. And I was like, oh, this, this like, and look like his Instagram, give him a follow. And then we ended up, I don't know, you followed me back a few weeks later or something. Then we just ended up messaging. And yeah, stuff. I think so, it was just after the show. I remember you sent a message. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was ages. It feels like ages ago that. And then I remember seeing you, you competed, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about your bodybuilding side. And then. I think you went, to, I remember a few photos you put on in like Marbella or something. I was like, that looks like wherever you were training, looked ridiculous. Yes, but anyway. That was, yep. uh, what's his name? Dorian Yates's gym. Oh, has he got one in Marbella? Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he used to own it and then he got like sold, I bought out or something, I'm sure. Mental. But yeah, mate. Madness. <laughs> Need to get myself there. But anyway, it'd be good, interesting because I've literally, it's the first time we've chatted, just to hear kind of your backstory, say going back to like when you're in school say or how you got into fitness kind of your journey from even if it was when you were younger younger and then going up to where you yeah, are yeah. now to start off for sure so to be honest with you it all started um i must have been 13 14 like i played a bit of sport wasn't really ever into anything uh was always like this like tall skinny kid uh lanky kid and then i remember like i got a bit of stick at school and i thought right like i'm gonna i'm gonna start training now <laughs> I started with one of my mates, still one of my best mates now, Danny. Um, we went to the gym. It started off like boxing and then we do a bit of weight training at the end and it was the classic like do 30 reps and you get shredded kind of workout, like yeah, yeah. mental health workout. So yeah, it started 
it started with that um, and then it just continued sort of being like not really optimal, just going in, doing chest and arms every day like we all, we all used to do. I'm sure you did. Yeah, 100, rep, uh, 100 reps and stuff like that. Just oh, press ups, everything. Just volume, mate. But, um, yeah, and then, and then it sort of continued like that for a few years. I got more into sort of learning about the diet and the training side. Got really into the strength training. Uh, me and him actually both like prepped for a meet that was in 2019 we were still training at this like it uh, mate, this gym was sick back in the day it was called LH fitness right and it is like proper old school like dirty like yeah. blood sweat and tears gym <laughs> so we did yeah we prepped for this powerlifting meet we to be honest mate I don't think either of us programmed for it at all to be honest we we just I think we just won it I can't even remember that so long ago but yeah Ended up doing the meet and it was, uh, the federation was GPCGB and it's untested. So everyone oh. there. Yeah, but we, did, mate, we didn't know about it. We were 18, 19. Yeah. So we go over, get, get to the UK and we do the weigh-in. And we're looking at all these guys thinking, what, like, what are they doing that we're not? Obviously, it's all. <laughs> yeah. no, how, how much were you weighing when you competed? Like, well, how tall are you and how much were you weighing? Uh, at the Probably. time, I think I was six foot two. And the weight class we were in was like 81 kilos. Yeah. But I, I cut down from 90. So we, we did like a cut for that meet, which probably wasn't the best idea. The first one, both qualified. But like I think I just scraped, scraped the barrel. So we qualified for like the finals. Um, loved it. Like I was in love with powerlifting like that for so long. And then you sort of realize that training like that, your body just gets beaten up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just continued training. Stayed at that gym for a while. And then it, it sort of transitioned. I think it was just the injury side. Thinking back to it, I was like, this is just beating me up. You know, my knees, elbows, everything. Um, started doing a bit more like hypertrophy work, like sort of trying bodybuilding stuff. I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. I was yeah. so used to my like, strength training, rep <laughs> ranges. I think I followed. Do you follow him on Instagram? A guy called Julian Smith. Yeah, I'm trying to think who it is now. I know that name. Who's Julian Smith? Massive yeah. one. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, he's got arms race gym. That's what it's called or something. Yeah. I know the name. I know the but, name. I can't think. Yeah. I subscribe to like one of those, you know, the monthly like things you, you pay and you get like their daily workouts. Yeah. I know who yeah. he is now. Yeah. He's like, he's got a beard and that. It was just yeah. 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 Now. He, yeah. I used to watch his stuff all the time because it was very like, he used to do really unique exercises because he used to do loads of the, yeah. um, is it sissy squats that he used to do? And he used to like, squat down his toes and stuff. It was ridiculous, mate. Like all the, it, to be honest, it was cool, but it was just like, it was all very tempo based and like a lot of supersets and like drop sets. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what got started me into the like bodybuilding side. Like I want to look a certain way now. Um, and then I'm trying to think. After that, I actually went away. So I went traveling for like nine months. Oh, didn't really, train, didn't really train at all. Came yeah. back looking, uh, looking like well out of shape as you can imagine. And that's I. I that before I got back, I thought, right, I want to get looking a certain way again. And the only way I'm going to do that, I'm, I'm very like, if I don't have a goal, I don't, I don't want to train. So yeah. I thought, right, I'm going to do a show in September. So I got back in December, got in touch with Tom straight away, who we were speaking about before, cracking, like, best experience getting coached by him. And that's where I sort of started learning all, all the stuff I was posting about myself, you know, prepping for that show. Uh, I think we're going to get into that a bit later on. We talk about yeah, yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah. But yeah, did did the show. Um, actually, started 
competing a bit before that, but like moved to the gym where I did the prep for the show. Uh, so it was quite good. I was able to work and then train and like I, could, I was sort of in that environment. It made it very easy. Did the show and then I thought, right, it's time for a completely different yeah. goal. Uh, something I'd always wanted to do, like apply for the Marines. So I, I put my application in for that and everything, I think we're going to speak about this again, but everything has yeah. changed since then. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I did a straight set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the only reason I've got you on because like I've had a few PTs who train certain ways, but you take, you've trained like, I didn't realise you did um, powerlifting and stuff. So you've done powerlifting, you did bodybuilding, now you're into more like endurance, running, swimming, cycling yeah. and stuff. So it's good to see how like, your training and stuff changed, which is one of the reasons I got you on. So now that'll be good. So talking about when did you um, start PT? And sorry, how many years ago was that? How many, many years have you been doing it? I'm 22 now. I think I started when I was 19, and I started yeah. originally doing it from that little gym I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but that it, I think because of the facilities, they weren't the best for clients, so it never really picked up. Kept kept it going until I went traveling, and then when I got back, I started up at a new gym um that went really well I'm, I'm also like a postie as well postman so i was doing that sort of like to just make my hours up yeah. in the mornings after work um and then since this new goal like I've, I've just moved everything pretty much online now still working as a postman gives me a bit more flexibility um but yeah i you know like i do miss doing the one-to-one sessions to be honest like it is good when you can see the motivation you're giving someone yeah. in person at the same time, I know you're doing online coaching as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing a bit. So I do, obviously, I can't really do too much one-on-one at the minute, but that's what I'm doing, like, transition a little bit between both. But I, I enjoy both aspects of it, but some people you, are more you, suited to one. And So you can say. No, no, but you find, like, um, with the online side, you get a sort of different bunch of people. Like, you you know you don't have to motivate them necessarily as much. Like, you know you're going to they're going to stick to that program yeah. and their macros. That I is like the, that. That is the thing with online coaching. You do need people who are like motivated. They just, they just need the guidance kind of thing, and then they'll they'll crack on. Like I've had a few online clients where they don't, and I'm like constantly. It gets like frustrating for yourself because you're constantly on the case that you're sending the messages like, "Oh, how's it been going?" And then yeah. you give them the check-in form and they check out, and they're like, "Oh, like training wasn't good. I only trained twice this week." And you just like, I, I, there's only so much I can help you like over like, and I, a few of them I have like Zoom calls with them to try and keep on the case, but. It's like there's only so much you can do yeah. online. It's, it's, having, it's having the chat, isn't it, with them being like, right, is this actually what? If you don't want to be doing this, you you need to sort of decide or reassess your goal or do something else. Like I, I've had it the same, and you just have to be completely honest, I think, and be like, look, there's a reason you're not feeling motivated. We either need to change something, you need a different goal, or we completely reassess everything. Hundred uh-huh, percent, and I think. I like when I first well, when you first start PT, you, you charge lower prices just because you're starting up and you want to get clients anyway. So, like over probably well, since lockdown, probably I, I, I'm still nowhere near expensive because I know the likes of Thomas Moore and Bridgman and um, AJ Morris. They know how much they charge, and I think I'm not on that level at all. But I feel like if you charge a little bit more, you're gonna get people who actually want to invest in themselves. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. If people are gonna pay that money. You're gonna first of all, you're gonna have to give them the quality product, but they're actually gonna put the time in because they know, right? I'm paying this much money. Yeah, they're buying in, aren't they? Buying into themselves, they're investing. Whereas, if you just like when I first started, I was giving programs out for like 15 quid and stuff like that, just like trying to get them out 10, 15. Finish the mates, it's free, and they never. Yeah, and then you hear not give them the program, and then you hear nothing back from them, and I'm just like, like, there's no point doing that. It's fair enough to start with, like, if it's a few of your mates. 
you, but you just got to choose the right mates because some of them, because of your pals, will probably not put 100% into it. Whereas yeah. some of them, obviously, if you've got the right mind, they've got the right mindset about it and stuff, they'll, they'll do a bit here, which is what you want. But yeah, that's why I feel online coaching, you have to up your prices so you get the right people actually coming in. Do yeah, it. for sure, I, mean, I completely agree with that. Time in. But yeah, so we'll talk about your. Well, first of all, it'd be interesting. What was your training like when you were powerlifting? Like, obviously, it was lower rep ranges, but did you follow a certain program or? I was trying to think. I because I was thinking while I was speaking about it. I think I have you heard of um, someone called Hayden Bowie and Steffi Cohen. I've heard of Steffi Cohen. I can't think. Yeah, of, yeah. She's stacked, mate. She's like ridiculously strong. I think she was Olympic lifting, powerlifting. But they've set something up called hybrid performance method and I'm sure I was following that but it wasn't like it wasn't like tailored to like peek me into the meat but it's still like it's, it was still great so I was sort of following their workouts which was obviously the staples of like your squat your bench your deadlift and then there'd be a few accessories after um but yeah I pretty much ran that program the hybrid performance method powerlifting program or something into the meat so it was like, like I said, just all heavy weight, like low reps, and then a bit of volume. And then uh, I think the week of the meet, we, I pulled everything back and I did like three sets of three on every lift, 70%, and then three days off. Yeah. But um, it, it, was, it was quite a funny story, actually. If Danny watches this, he'll remember. But uh, <laughs> we, we had to do this like water cut and weight cut, like I said, to get down to 81. And the weigh-in is normally on the day, but that federation did it the day before. Yeah. Straight after, I mean, like we went to town on food. We, <laughs> honestly, mate, we it was horrific. Like you know, when you're so full that you physically can't move. We were yeah. just like that, lying in a hotel room at night. Like, mate, I don't think either one of us went to the toilet for like a week after. It was, <laughs> but we did the meet, and I've never felt so strong. So it worked. Hey. I was gonna yeah. say, how did you feel after that? I'm surprised. To be fair, it's powerlifting. So it's not as if you've run around or anything. But how nah, did you mate. feel? That night, I thought, like, after we, we ate pizza, we ate ice cream, we went out for Italian, like, we must have done 10,000 calories. Yeah. Um, that night, we both were like, I don't know if I can compete. <laughs> you, you know when you're just, like, lethargic? Yeah. Yeah, that, mate. But then the day we got there, I think the environment as well, you're just like, right, let's do this. And, mate, uh -huh. that was, like, that was, it, it was on par with getting on, like, a bodybuilding stage. Like, you're in front of all these people who, like, you know, their totals are like a thousand kilos or more. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they're watching you and they're clapping for you when you're deadlifting. I think I pulled 230 and there's people there pulling like... That's decent, that though. Yeah, I was saying, what were, your, what were your lifts then when you... you, you so your squat, squat, my third attempt, I got 170, which was for, like squats I've always been rubbish at. Um I think mainly, like, I know you're quite tall as well. Like, the leverage is just... Yeah, I struggle. Oh, it's just Benching depressing. as well. Benching really? and squats. Yeah, but, the, yeah, squats, I got 170. So, I matched what I what my PB was before I started cutting down. So, at, like, 90 kilos. Uh, bench, I got 125, I think. I failed. So, you get three attempts. I don't know if yeah. you know about that. Yeah. I failed my second. And I thought, right, I'm just going to go for it again. I managed to get it, the grindiest rep. I'll send that to you on this. Um, and then my dead, yeah, 2.30. So it was, I mean, it was good. Danny was a lot stronger than me. He did, oh, he got some ridiculous lifts. Like, that's, but, that's strong. Well, that is very strong for that body weight. Very strong. Yeah, it's it decent, yeah. 
That's good. Then after that, obviously, you went away, came traveling, and then your bodybuilding preps. It'd be good to talk about that because a lot of people probably don't realize like how actually tough it is, both physically, mentally, and the fact that going to that level of body fat messes up your body completely. Like, oh, just talk us through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk us through the prep. So obviously, how long? How long was your prep? Was it about sixteen weeks? Oh, so that was the thing. Yeah, like. Like I said, when I got back from traveling, I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look sick on the day. My prep, even though I wasn't dieting, I was in a surplus. It literally started from the day I got back because I took every... I've never been so meticulous with food. Like, my surplus, everything was on point. All my meals were prepped. I'd have, like, one meal a week off plan, a few beers. Wasn't really, like, partying or anything. So, but the actual diet prep itself, I think we did... I think 14 weeks. Uh-huh. I think that's how long it was. Yeah. But um, do, you, do you want me to just talk about like the dieting side? Because I mean, the surplus is pretty easy. You're just eating yeah, a lot. Serve, yeah, no, it's not too yeah. bad. So, well, so how yeah. Did, yeah, how did you kind of go through it? So obviously talking about, I know different coaches have different techniques and stuff like that in terms of dieting down. So how did you kind of diet? Was it just like you give you a set calories for a certain amount of weeks and then after a certain amount, you'd be like, right, your body weight's this, that, and the other. You're looking this sort of way, then we'll drop it down a little bit more. Or, um, so with Tom, it, like it's a very s- similar approach. I mean, I've adopted that from him with my clients, but we we do. I'd weigh myself every day, log it on the sheets every Saturday morning. I'd do like a check-in video of me posing, just like standing naturally, um, and we'd assess after that. So at the beginning, my macros are pretty high because I'd been like eating like just in a surplus like constantly having to up them for five months or something yeah uh, so my food started high cardio started low and then obviously as you get into the darker stages after like six to eight weeks that's when food starts dropping cardio starts going up you know yeah. like i was at the time i was i was doing an office job so i would pt from six to eight go to my office job half eight till five um and then have to come home eat go back to the gym and i get home at like nine so i was doing my cardio sessions at like half four in the morning like yeah it, it, it you you learn to live on like absolutely zero sleep so um yeah it, it, it definitely intensifies like you're talking about like you get to those darker stages the training pretty much stayed the same just focused on the same rep ranges still like some of my lifts i still progress towards the end of prep but um yeah, the food starts getting lower. You start learning yeah. how to make your meals like a lot more, like full of volume. Um, but yeah, like going into the sort of physical side that you're asking about and the mental, like I know, I know you got pretty lean, didn't you? Was it last summer? Yeah, last summer. But mine was just like just because I've never been. Mine was two reasons. To be fair, two reasons was I was playing full time football and I found that when I was lighter, I wanted to see if that would affect my injuries that I've had so like I had a number of like major surgeries on my knees and I thought yeah. I was like sure if I get lighter that'll always be less load on my tendons and on my joints and stuff like that so I got really lean so at the minute I'm about 100 kilograms I got to like 88 and I did feel like my pain and stuff went down quite a lot but like obviously I found it mentally a little bit quite tough maintaining that but I obviously wasn't on the same level as like competing I was le- I was very lean but not competing lean yeah, because it's like you, once you've restricted yourself for so long, that was the problem I had because I went so like head first even for the surplus. I'd, I'd not done all the things like socializing too much. So prep really started to get to me like, <clears throat> like 
it was five weeks out. That's when I just woke up one day and I was like, what? Like you doubt yourself. You wake up, you're like, what am I doing? Like my mates are doing this. I'm working like ridiculous hours. I'm doing yeah. cardio, I'm training two hours a day. Um, you like, it was just, I remember just so many different things go through your head because you're so hungry. You, you turn into a bit of a different person. Like you're snappy, small things. Are yeah. Like you forget to do the laundry. You come home. I'd be like, it would just ruin my day. Um, <laughs> It, it's just ridiculous things you know like it triggers you and it's definitely because the lack of food and I think you're just I remember feeling so tired all the time you'd feel good for the two hours you train and then yeah. after that like some of the boys said we'd meet up to go for a walk and I'd be sitting down every 10 minutes like yeah a little rest. but yeah and then physically you know like it was weird I, it, I don't really know how to explain it but for the times I did train felt amazing until you know, the whole, pretty much the whole of prep. But then, like I said, the times I didn't, like before I'd just doze off, like when I got yeah. home, yeah, all, all, your just energy is just shot, man. It's Yeah. A fair play to you for doing that with the kind of work lifestyle, like getting up with half four in the morning and you probably weren't sleeping. I'm guessing you were probably having quite a bit of pre-workout before training. Were you smashing the pre-workout on that really? I wasn't too bad. I think I would take it for leg days because I was like, mate, I've got to do like, 200 kilos on the hack squat like yeah. <laughs> but yeah like i probably mate i'm probably more of a stim junkie now to be honest the coffees and the monsters like yeah actually i'm gonna say yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even opened mine yet i'll just do it i don't know if yeah, the camera or there oh i'm struggling here there we go i'll watch your eyes start pinging open mate but, i haven't um, had one of these in like two weeks anyway, yeah so you, you weren't too bad for the caffeine because i was, I was going to say if you were training at night time, especially, and you were having pre-work on stuff, it would have probably massively impacted your sleep. And then the fact that you're getting up at half four in the morning, I don't think people realize that like effect that lack of sleep will have on oh, like recovery and stress and stuff. And then the, and then you're in a calorie surplus. Like when I after I I done my diet sort of thing, I went away on holiday, came back, and then I got my you know many checks, you had many yeah, checks, the blood, I got my blood test done, so I got that done got my results back and everything was fine. There was only two markers that I think were off, but what my cortisol was like ridiculous. So cortisol is a stress hormone, if people don't know. So my cortisol was just through the roof. I think I've still got my results now, but that was just purely probably because I was in a, like a calorie surplus, a deficit, deficit, sorry. I was that lean for that long that it just, it messed well, me up. Well, mine was I got my blood done six weeks out and my doctor was like, is everything all right? Because I got it done in person over here, I think. Yeah. It costs like 20 quid. So it's more expensive for me to order it and all that. And he was like, oh, do you need to speak to anyone? Like thinking I was just like, just so stressed. And I was like, mate, I'm sleeping like five hours a night, like training, <laughs> like doing all this cardio. I was like, I'll be fine. Just give me like six more weeks. Yeah. I know what you mean, you just, when you're not sleeping and caffeine's high, like you, you know something's wrong. You feel very like edgy, don't you? Yeah. You feel like yeah. I was just like needing that caffeine. Now, I remember the caffeine would help with the hunger though because it like suppresses your appetite. So I would just be relying on that to see me through. And I knew yeah. the, the window. Like, I mean, I'm talking like I was bodybuilding prep and I was probably at the, say like, I was probably at the five week out stage, like six weeks out sort of leanness. I yeah. obviously had an extra six weeks to go. So I was lean, but I wasn't ridiculous. But even I was like, right, if I have my caffeine now, half an hour before the gym, I'll train for like an hour and a half. Then that'll leave like three hours where I'm not eating. And I was thinking about like that, and then like you think and plan out your day, like when you're going to eat and how you can stop yourself from feeling hungry. I remember that's what it was like. 
Anything to not be hungry, yeah. Anything to not be hungry, but at the end of the day, you're going to be hungry, aren't you? Like, yeah. people come up with these ways, like, you can increase volume in your food by putting a heap load of lettuce and salad and stuff in. What were you doing in terms of uh, a lot of like intermittent fasting because obviously like I said I'd be working I'd have my first meal at like I'm trying to remember my lunch 1 1 p.m. yeah and I would because it was an office job I wouldn't really get a chance to eat again like I'd have a bit throughout the day I wouldn't really get a chance to eat until I came home had some cereals some bagels with jam on pre-workout went back to the gym and then I'd have like my last meal at like 9 p.m. yeah so I did it was good because I like you said I was so busy that Sometimes I forgot, I like didn't even really think about it. Yeah, that's good. I feel like uh, that was the same with me. Into I keep comparing myself to you, but you were bodybuilding prepping. But I was the same. I used to do fasting quite a bit. Them, like it's yeah. Any any sort of serious dieting to get into the point. Like I had like ab veins and all that sort of stuff, but it was never like ridiculously. It's but, same thing, mate. Yeah. So I was. I was the same within the fasting and stuff, but the more that you keep yourself busy, the less you do think about food. And then, but I felt like it got to a certain point, like a few weeks down the line, and it like, I, it, I was just always kind of hungry and I was either always tired. It was fine for like two or three weeks, like fasting and only having like three meals a day between like one o'clock and eight o'clock. It was fine. And then at a certain point, it was just like, like you just get, like you said, snappy, tired, ropey, tremendous, which a lot of people don't realize, and everyone wants to be shredded. But it's not maintainable. It's not healthy. It's healthy to be lean, but not like like you're in good shape now and stuff now, but not like that level. Yeah. But um, do you want me to go? Do you want me to go into the show a bit then? Like, talk about the show, yeah. So how was that? Talk, I, want to, I want to hear the, the tan procedure and all oh, that. What man. happened? So well, well, in terms of food, actually, like a week before the show, Tom was like, right, let's start putting some carbs in let's have like almost like a mock show day because we didn't really know what was going to work for my body. Yeah. And then I remember sending him the check-in photos. It's quite weird, actually. The whole time you're doing a prep, you look at the photos and you think, I, I shouldn't compete. I'm not lean enough. Like all these things, mate, your, your head's shot. And I sent them to him. And I remember he put a comparison of the start of prep next to that. And I was like, I was like, yeah. right, we're ready. I was like, this is it. This is what we work for. Um, so I actually did the show in, in Ireland, in Belfast, which was like its own little, um, like struggle in itself. Like I thought, oh, first show, don't, don't need to like stress. I'll go to Ireland. Obviously the travel, like bringing scales, all that, like it just adds yeah. up to the result that's already, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I'm trying to think day before the show, you know, it's the morning of the show you go, you do a weigh in. Um, it didn't matter for me because I was junior men's physique. So weight just really didn't matter. I think if you looked too big, they would just put you in the next class. Yeah. Um, what um, federation was it? Sorry. It was UK BFF. UK BFF, yeah. Um, it was, is that, is that was tested like, or not? It was, no, it's not tested. Not tested, I mean, no. It, it was a good federation and I'm not, I'm not someone to sort of like put other people down I think if you put the work in to do a show go and do it but some of the people there it it almost frustrated me a bit because I'd known the dark place that I'd, I'd gone through for like that three month prep or whatever it was and some people looked like they dieted for two weeks and just showed up yeah and that sort of messed my head up a bit in the morning because I thought I've just like what have I done <laughs> I was like <laughs> I looked into this but then on the day oh so you want to know about the spray tan oh man so you uh <laughs> I remember rocking up and I was like the, probably the fifth or sixth person to get it done because I was going to be on one of the first. 
you have to put these little like paper thong <laughs> pants on. You've got the bird with their spray tan guns. Obviously starts from the top. She's head height. Um, yeah, with your chap down there uh, spraying. And I, mate, I just remember looking down at the pants and just completely see-through. So yeah. basically just... Yeah, basically just stood there completely naked. And you're so nervous back. that he's just, he's, he's shrunk back into the skin. Oh, mate, go on, <laughs> it? Yeah, but, um, yeah it, uh, it was funny, but I, uh, I messed up a little bit with the tan. I remember you, you're supposed to like shave your body hair two days before. Yeah. I forgot to do my back. So I had my, my ex at the time beating my back, which is apparently an absolute no-go. Yeah. Um, so get the spray tan, everything looks fine. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is itching quite a bit by the time just before I was supposed to go on stage. Um, I mean, after the show, mate, my back, like, that's why I just, I think I rebounded so hard is because my back just flared up with like the worst acne you'll ever see. I got really? like, um, folliculitis or something from the spray tan going in the pores from the V and, oh, mate, it was horrific. But yeah, it, it, like, there's not really much to say in terms of the show though, like, you think you're going to be really nervous when you go on stage. But I remember just being like, let's just get it over with. I've got like six bagels in my bag, like some cinnamon. You're just like, thinking about the food. Hey, that's all I was thinking about. You walk yeah. out, they're asking you to do the poses. Lights are on you. You can't see anyone. And all I was thinking, right, I've done the work. Like, this is the easiest part. I just have to stand in front of people in some board shorts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've just stood in front of some bird in my, my yeah. seat. <laughs> this is the easy part. It's making it a bit easier, I guess. So what yeah. was your, um, in terms of diet-wise, like pre-show or carving up and stuff, what did you kind of do? Say like your routine the night before and, because obviously so, you, you would have figured out from your, your what do you call it, your practice yeah. thing the week before with Tom. So we, with that, we didn't actually push like carbs or anything too high. Um, instead of giving me macros, Tom, Tom sent me over like, sorry, throughout the whole prep, I was just given macros, a few recommendations because he was like, just enjoy fitting a few things in, keep it clean. But um, for the two or three days before, he actually gave me a meal plan. And I remember the day before, it was like very, very limited. And then I got like a burger at night, but like it was like a small burger, still felt amazing. And like two cookies from Tesco's. But other than that, it was just like a normal sort of day of eating before that. And then the day of the show, Oh, no, I had like a water cut as well, sorry, on that day. I had to did you have any out. wine? Did you have any? No, I um, didn't drink, but I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, people, people have like white wine and stuff because it dries you out, doesn't it? Dehydrated. Yeah, well, apparently, but at the same time, like, I, t I got um, some, like, legal diuretics from Dolphin Fitness. Um, so I had those. Like, I was looking pretty dry, to be honest. I think we manipulated water and sodium. And then the day of the show, it was literally like, wake up, no water. I was allowed to sip a tiny bit of water at a certain time, like literally just kept it minimal. I had like two rice cakes with peanut butter on. And then an hour before the show, I was allowed some more rice cakes with peanut butter, salt. And then I think just before I went on, I had like a pump product. I can't remember which one I used. Some sweets, I got a pump and that was it. It was like all very easy. And like the way he laid out hats off to him, it was so easy for me to follow. There was no stress. Yeah. Um, but it, like, it's, I don't think it's as complex as everyone seems to think it is. You know? Yeah. Like, you I hear don't... some people doing some pretty weird stuff. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to think what I've heard before, but, like, I've never, to be fair, I've always been interested in doing a bodybuilding show, but it's just the, the complete transition in terms of training. Like, I, like, we'll talk about it. Like, I enjoy the kind of 
mixing it up between strength and like endurance stuff and like yeah that's why i followed like when i saw your stuff i was like man this is cool like you're doing your a lot of compound lifts and then you've got your conditioning obviously you're posting like a lot of your like conditioning based workouts at the moment which is yeah so I'd, I like mix it up and I want to stay functional because I know if I did bodybuilding for like, you'd have to commit to like at least like a, a decent few months beforehand and then obviously the prep, which is like what, yeah. like 14, 16 weeks. So it's just whether I can sacrifice the functional side of training for that long. But it'd be interesting if you could kind of keep that style of training and still compete, which there probably is like, look at the physiques and CrossFit and stuff now. I know it's completely different from men's physique, but some people could probably still. I uh, think so. Yeah, 100%. Just depends on depends on your build and stuff like that so talking about how did the competition go yeah mate, so go? I got, it wasn't like a massive i was a bit let down to be honest going back to the uk bff there was it was another guy in my class and i thought okay like i actually still got him on instagram he's a top lad but i thought oh no, i'm gonna be able to compete in like the overalls and because i was a junior they were like oh no you like you won the overall so i competed against one person but i looked at it in the I was like, right, to be honest, mate, I've not even come here to beat anyone. I was like, I've come here to know that I've done everything I can do to look a certain way. And like going back to that original goal to get in shape again, like I've almost fast-tracked it. What some people were doing two years, I've managed to do in like nine months. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the show was sick. But like I said, it was more like the, sh- the show is just that, um, just that end point. I think the best parts when I think back to prep were the times when it was like, 4.30 or whatever my alarm's going off I've got to do an hour of cardio and I think oh no I'll just leave it today and you get in your own head you're like is he going to leave it like who even yeah. is he is he going to leave it that, they're the best parts the show is sick you know you get on stage you, you're showing what you've worked for but I think the best like I said the best part is the, the journey there like yeah it's all the process mate yeah. it's all it is it's just the pro- enjoying the process Wait, no, but actually, no, the best part is the food you get to eat after, mate. Yeah, I, see, I, want to talk, I want to talk about that. So talking about, I've heard people's binging after competitions and stuff like that. What was that like? So, um, so step off stage, we, what's the first thing you ate? It, it was disgusting. I had six, you know, the New York company bagels. I just had one before, to be fair. Six plain bagels, mate. Six. No, like, no toasting, no microwave. Nothing. Bro, um, and then I think I had like loads of Reese's pieces, like we're watching the the show go on. And then we go to leave, like, I was like, right, I need to nap. Like, I had to have like a little nap. Yeah. Because um, I was just like, I feel just knackered after not eating. I didn't really drink much water, which messed me up. And then my mum had come over with us to, to like support. And she was like, right, I'll take you out for lunch. Like, well done, blah, 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 blah. So we go for lunch. I'm just inhaling food. I think I ordered like, two main courses like, I don't even know what I am anymore <laughs> um, and it like I felt I felt rubbish for like an hour and then I'd be hungry again because your, yeah. your like, hunger hormones leptin is just it's shot yeah so we went back again chilled and I was like right I'm gonna get some beers on the way back to the Airbnb <laughs> they were here. Got, oh mate I got like six beers drank those ate a tub of ice cream I'm watching Netflix and I think after the first beer mate I was just just west already yeah um Oh, mate, so I'm probably, I don't even know how many calories in. And then my mum's like, right, we'll go for dinner. Go for this Italian. I ordered, the pizzas weren't like full pizzas. I ordered like two, like small, medium pizzas and a pasta. And I would like, I remember just walking into the room at the Italian and I was just like, all my body was, was a vein. 
I think there's a picture on Instagram of me like flexing the mirror, mate. It was disgusting. But um, I, it, to be honest, it gets into quite like a dark side of, of the, the whole prep because you think, oh, I'm just going to binge the day of the show. But for me, it wasn't that. It continued and I became very like food focused to the point where I'd even like lie to myself. Like I'd, I'd be like, right, I'm going to start dieting down again, get in a healthy place. Um, because when I got home, mate, I, I did my blood pressure and it was like, to the point where I, sh- I should have been calling the doctor because all you that remember what it was? I got me. I remember just looking at it and I was like, right, this is the, I Googled like the Rangers and I was like, top end. Yeah. Uh, my, my joints, I got back to the gym, you know, like four days after training and people were like, what happened to you? Like I was like 90 something kilos from really? 80, whatever I was when I competed. I've seen that. Uh, There's a bodybuilder from Newcastle. I've seen, I think he competed at a decent level. He was obviously, shredded whatever and then a few days later i seen you put like a workout post on i was like it's either that's like a really old video of you or you've completely ballooned up like just it happens like some people just it just happens on it did you find that at all after your diet like did you well i was bad for binging during it so what i would do i got to like there was a few points where i would literally hit it's weird like you just crave food and then you get a taste for something and you can't stop like i remember literally getting i can't remember what it was I think it was on the little Nutella bars that I've got in Nutella filled. I had one of them. Just, I, was like, I put it in my plant, like, I put it in my mat rolls and my fitness plan and stuff. And I was like, I can have one. I'll have one. And I was like, I just want Nutella. And I remember getting home into my flat and literally just sticking my finger in the Nutella jar and just going in for it. And then there was caramel wafers in the cupboard. I was getting them and eating them. Hey, you've got nightmares about this, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> mate, it's bad. It was bad. It, this is, I wasn't even computing or anything. I was just literally just for myself as well, just trying to get as lean as possible because I've never done it. And then I just kept on eating and eating. I couldn't stop. And I felt, I finished the Nutella jar, had a few more wafers. And I can't remember what else I ate. I just started, I think it was a milkshake in the fridge. I drank that. And then like, I remember the next two days, I just felt so bloated. But then the next two days, I probably had about a thousand calories each day. So that's what I would do. I would make oh, up for it. Yeah. Which is and, bad in itself, like your blood pressure, mate. When you look into like, the effects on your health of just binge eating is just disgusting. Yeah, uh, it's like, ridiculous. Did you like, notice with your, with your knee, like your inflammation would be bad? In terms of that, well, so luckily it was my prep, well, I call it prep, my diet, and I started doing it like the last four weeks of the season. We broke, the last six weeks of the season, sorry, we broke up. And then I had two weeks before, like when we were off. So yeah. I was kind of giving my legs a rest a little bit and then two weeks anyway. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, from the binge, and I can't really remember too much. Because that was what I noticed, mate. Joints, like, I, I remember, like, I came to do dumbbell press, and the, the pound, they were, like, 120 pounds, and I somehow managed, and I'd, like, never touched them, but my elbows felt like every single rep. Yeah. It felt like a, rust, a rusty hinge, mate. It was disgusting. Horrible, yeah. Now you're I strong. How do you do that binge? Like, I remember walking into the gym, and I was just full, like, because you're so depleted, you put that food in. Yeah. I was just like, Mate, I was ridiculous. Like, you just feel you feel so much better. That's what I used to do. I used to do. I used to always have a Domino's after a game, so I would diet it down and on purposely like starve myself for that game. So like during the game and stuff, I would have like a little breakfast and then I'd have like a monster or something to like fill us to keep us kind of give us energy and stuff during the game. And I'd get home and have a Domino's, but then I'd go and trade. In fact, no, I wouldn't even eat. I would have something. I'd go to the gym after a game and then have a Domino's. So I was just training like mad just to yeah. earn the Domino's. But I got it somehow, it worked and I maintained it over. So, me and my missus went away on holiday and I maintained it somehow over that holiday. And then I went away to Ibiza for five days and absolutely blew it. 
mate. <laughs> I remember the last day going, we went to Ocean Beach on the last day and I just looked down at my belly and I was just like, what's happened? What was happening? I had a proper beer belly. I was just drinking beer and stuff. I was drinking everything in sight and then the whole holiday, like you looked down, I was just like, that's eight weeks gone. Yeah, <laughs> mate, that was the same as prep, mate. However long that was, like three months and in a week, I was, I was worse than when I started. I was yeah, like, just sick, like crazy. But that, that, it almost gets that side. Like, I don't know about you. I, that went on for so long, mate. Like, that went on. Did the show September. That went on till, uh, I'd say November. And at the time, I was, I was with my ex. And she wasn't all right with my plans of me, like, joining the Royal Marines. Hopefully, should I say, because it's quite hard. Um, yeah. And I, I, so I always stuck to the bodybuilding side. And I think that that's why now, like, I preach, like, don't do it unless you know you can handle what comes after the show because I after the show mate I I will happily say like I had an eating disorder 100% mm-hmm. I would diet like you said one day I would not eat anything the next it would be disgusting like I'd finish work like and drive home stop at the garage buy so much shit food sit in my car drive and eat just like it, mate, if you if the, if someone could have watched it like a fly on the wall, they'd be like, "What?" Yeah, I know what you mean. And then um, we split up, and I was like, "Right, it's time to go for my goal now." Completely switched to training, which we can talk about a bit later. And since then, since I've not been focused on like, oh, like I want abs, I want this, I want that. Since I've been like, right, I want to PB a five k run. I want to be able to lift this much this many times. I want to feel like a machine. I. One, I'm burning so much, like five thousand calories a day, and two, I'm I'm thinking about putting quality food in. I'm not too fussed about my macros, if I'm honest. I'm thinking about putting quality food in, managing inflammation, and just like eating right. Like there, there's there's two sides to things. People think it's just macros, you know, like yeah, it's your macros. But what about what's going on inside your body? Like run your blood work and tell me what that looks like after a show, because. <laughs> no, it's not cool, mate. <laughs> it's hey, right, yeah. Do you do you have any clients that struggle with stuff like that? Because I've recently just had to deal with one. Well, in terms of no, because I don't really do like bodybuilding sort of. A lot of my most of my clients are either just like they want to get stronger, get feel good. I've got a few kind of like well, the, the all footballers pretty much. I've got like three or four uh, footballers, so it's a lot more like I give them. That's, that's cool though mate I like that I yeah like that. that's my background stuff so I think I get a lot of people because of that um, doing that sort of stuff so I pretty much I give them like macros and stuff and I, get, I just say to them look as long as you're hitting your, your protein and you're getting your calories in eat what kind of makes you feel good and just eat, eat good foods like everyone knows what good foods are so because it's coming back to performance like we were just saying like exactly. not, I want to be shredded while I'm like putting it in the top corner do you know uh-huh. like, uh, exactly so I, like, I had a client who I give him like I can't remember what how many carbs and stuff I give him, but he said like, "Oh, I feel better if I have a little bit more fat." So I was like, "Mate, if you feel better having a few more fats, have more fats." I think he ended up going up to like one ten fats, and he dropped his carbs down a bit. And I'm like, "If if that works for you, mate, it's fine. You're not prepping for a show where hundred percent. If you your energy levels feel good, you're not at a level where your carbs are so low that it's actually going to affect your performance. Like, mate, just go for it. So." If it, if it works for you, then it works for you. Don't be so set on macros. Be as flexible as possible with them. It's, and it's funny though, isn't it? Like staying on that, you, when you do the show, like people would look at me and be like, oh, like they think you're like the epitome of health because you look a certain way. 
one, you eat the same thing every day. So there's no diversity in your diet, which is something I preach that everyone should have. So you're not healthy. Two, you're just depleted in everything. You're, all your hormones are knackered. Like, I think that's why, like, since I've transitioned into this new training, like, I just feel great all the time. Like, mm. I mean, when you focus more on how your body's performing, like I know you've just said you do with your clients, like, you actually can almost look better because you're, like, that cortisol is probably shot down. Like, you're, you're handling stress better. You're able to train better. You don't need to just be doing, like, hypertrophy and stuff. Like, man, I, I almost, uh, sounds bad, I almost wish I didn't do the show and I started training like this sooner. Yeah. It's it. But you need to go through that process to maybe realise yeah. it and stuff. It's good to try different things. You can always say, like, oh, I wish I'd done this sooner. But, like, you might have not actually realised that you want to do this now if you didn't go through that certain thing. So Yeah, exactly, 100%. So, but I'm, I'm the same on you in terms of training. You went on about, like training to like look a certain way and stuff like you do get very fixated especially if you've got an addictive personality like i feel i've got quite an addictive personality so if i get into something i'm like have to be on the point and i have to do everything i have to do everything i can if you're kind of focusing on first like enjoyment and like a goal in terms of i want to like you want about 5k run times stuff like that if you're focusing on that then the physique side will come naturally to it and if you're not focusing on that you're focusing on feeling good and the performance goal, I think that'll get you further and it'll be more enjoyable rather than just constantly looking good because there's bodybuilders out there who might look amazing and stuff, but realistically, health-wise, oh, it's ridiculous, especially, obviously, if we talk about steroids and stuff like that with the amount of bodybuilders that I have, there was the one who passed away recently as well. Like They're obviously on the extreme level, but for health and longevity and stuff... There's better yeah, ways to go about it. When I passed away recently, you know, he was struggling with his mental health. And I think mm -hmm. I can vouch for it, man. When you're like, you're so focused on looking a certain way. Like I'm not someone who carries an ego, but you gain it just from doing that because you're so focused on, on the way you look. You like get this ego. I'm not saying Luke Sander had an ego, but yeah. I can why he's like, people struggle with mental health from it because there's all these like external factors that you don't have to consider when you're not just focused on looking a certain way. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's why I, I think now if anyone asked, should I do it? I'd be like, well, I, you just have to ask why. And if they say, no, I want a goal and stuff, set another goal. Set, uh -huh. you're, you're going on holiday, set that as your goal to look a certain way. But once you get into the deep, like I've done one show, I can't really talk about it. Once you get into that deep, like dark side of like doing shows it's addictive you know you're you're compromising so much you're missing out like i'm 22 i missed a summer like i spent my birthday not drinking all my mates around like yeah like, you you miss a lot whereas you could have the same or similar physique you're not going to get as lean and just practice like balance and like taking care of yourself like, i think that you know a lot of it is like going to affect your mental health no matter how strong you are. Like I, I thought I was someone who could handle stress and stuff quite well, but there was definitely times then when I just, you question everything, mate. Uh, it's the, it's everything that comes with it that actually affects you, like the food and stuff like that. You might be a strong person at the minute when like you're healthy, you're eating right, you're in a good day kind of state. When you, as soon as you go into that like deficit and you're training so much and you everything's just building up on you and builds up on you and then it'll just hit you all at once and you, you're not the same person that you were at the start. So, yeah, you've got you to think about it. If you are obviously going down the route of taking steroids and stuff, you've got to be mentally strong. You've got to have the right like aspirations in terms of having to compete. I think 
unless you want to compete, like push for like an Olympia stage, I don't really see the point in taking steroids, realistically. I think, yeah, I think as well, like it, it's such a big. I mean, it's you could speak about it for hours. Like it's such a big subject, you know. Like there's people who abuse it, and you can see that in any sport. And I think then there's there's people who use it, like. A lot of people, you know, you hear the horror stories of people dying and it's because they're the ones who are abusing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in, in America, everyone preaches by the age of 40, everyone's getting on TRT. Yeah, I've and heard that's... Well, I know I'm somebody gonna, who's doing it for health and stuff like that, like 100%. for health benefits. 100%. Definitely. As soon as my natural test drops, mate, I'm going to get on TRT. Yeah. Well, what? You, you want everything to go to pot. <laughs> exactly. No, I've heard some good things about like, the few people I know who take it and then they're looking good and they're like what 50 60 yard or something like that so fair play to them and like tm cycles tommy thomas moore is a good person to follow for that because he preaches like safe steroid yeah. use massively yeah. so if anybody's even thinking about doing it i think he's probably the person to kind of go to 100 percent. yeah i mean he's got his i don't actually subscribe to it. it's quite bad he's got his members site it's like seven quid yeah. you can go on there i mean anyone who wants to know anything about training nutrition like enhancement you can look on that and you know he's a good source that like enough people are shouting him out about it yeah it's good that they're talking about it like, same with Bridgman and stuff that they're all talking about it but they never go into detail about like what they take and stuff because they don't want people to go go out there buy the drugs and take exactly what they're taking because they know what they're doing and there's obviously Colin from Muscle Mentors and stuff there they know the stuff and you've, they get the blood work done they're doing this that and the other to make sure that they stay in healthy they get to the point where it's going to affect their health they're just going to obviously get yeah. off it or whatever's the safest way to do it 100 percent, mate i think yeah but i think it, like not even just referring to that i think talking about like anything to do with you picking your coach for your show you want someone who's got like that actual knowledge because some people just send you like an email with your program on there they tell you to eat a certain diet and that that's all you get like with tom i think he sort of probably I'm, i haven't really spoken to him to be honest since like I stopped doing the bodybuilding, but I think he could tell that like, I was getting in that dark place at the end. And I remember we FaceTime like once or twice and like, he would just reassure me, have everything laid out. It's good. So yeah, to anyone who is going to do a show, yeah. make sure, make sure you, you know, you're not going to develop. Like I know you can't really know, but be secure with like your eating and stuff. I think I have people, probably- have people around you though. Cause other people will not say like notice, know what you're like normally. And then they'll know what, when you're getting off track or going down a certain route and you're, yourself, yeah. you'd be like, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But if they're telling you, if you're like your missus or your wife or whatever, or your husband is telling you, but like, you're like acting strange. You need to like, like yeah. do something about it. To have people around you to tell you that as well. But you still, I was the same. My missus was getting annoyed at me and I was just ignoring her. Yeah, but we'll talk about we've been talking for sorry, were you gonna say something there? No, no, I was just gonna say so yeah, that's pretty much bodybuilding summarized. Yeah, I sound like I'm hating on I promise I'm not, I'm not at all. No, I have massive respect for any sort of bodybuilders who like expect even the ones who commit and the do go down that route and the professional and the take it a certain way, like oh, man, fair and you've got to have some commitment and some mindset to do that. Yeah. Massively, but yeah, we'll move on to your because we've been talking for ages there. Yeah, I know. So, you're training now, you've obviously transitioned from bodybuilding. You talked about your joint, like you've applied for the Marines, you're hopefully yeah. getting so. How what's your training looking like now? What's your goals? So, obviously, the goal now is like for, for the Royal Marines, like I've got hopefully, I've just got to wait to hear back from like my medical 
do one assessment and then hopefully get like a date to start my actual training. So that's 36 weeks. But obviously now, you know, mate, like the goal is completely different. Like it's probably just the other end of the spectrum. Um, so training is like a lot of running, a lot of conditioning, circuits, everything. I mean, I hadn't ran. I remember the first time I ran. I'm trying to think of dates. Yeah, I put it in in January, but I knew in December because I just split with the missus. I was like, right, I'm going to go for this now. I'm finally, you know, I've, I've, I've got like a bit of free movement. I can do what I want. And the first run I did was like 2K. And I, I must have been 95 to 100 kilos, mate. Oh, my, I, yeah. I've just finished the run. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's like me. And then, <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, it's horrible. Yeah, you're 100 kilos, aren't you? Yeah, 5K is enough. I don't know. We'll talk about your challenge that you set me the, like, a few weeks ago, mate. That was brutal. But anyway, let me carry on. <laughs> but yeah, so um, originally I had a guy um, who was like previously in the Marines. He would just send me sort of like some workouts to follow on top of a bit of my own programming for the like strength side. Um, it was mainly like the runs and what to aim for. So I was sort of following along with that. Like I said, running, sprints, swimming. You've got to do a swimming assessment as well. So I was swimming a bit. Um, and then I passed my interview and they basically fired over a program I should start following to prepare for the assessment and then hopefully the training. So I've been been following that now. I can send that to you after this if you want to have a look yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's just the same thing again. A lot of a lot of like con- just conditioning focus to be honest, mate. Um, there's still the the strength side in there. Like I'm supposed to be doing squats, deadlift, and bench, but I've not got access to equipment. So I've been been, been yeah. lucky enough. I've got some scaffold and I can do some pull ups on. I've got a few bits of kit that I can like like anything. You can replicate any exercise with bands, with a few kettlebells. Um, but yeah, obviously training now is like, it's so focused on performance that I, I, I feel it's weird. I feel more confident in the way I look now because I'm not focused on it and I'm focused on performance. What I get anxiety about is my run times. If I get a bad time, I'm like, oh, I can't yeah. post that. You're gonna be like, What's <laughs> it's weird, mate. Your head, oh. Your head but, changes, um, yeah. Yeah, so obviously like I, I it's quite similar to be honest with what you're posting. Like we're doing a lot of conditioning. You, yeah. you do a lot of your strength training and then like you throw in some circuits. Like EMOMs and I'm, I'm, it's, like, it's like CrossFit kind of work. They call it CrossFit, but it's literally just conditioning workouts. That's all it is. Yeah. Mate, and then in terms of the diet, like I said, mate, at first I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do a mini cut. And I set my macros at 2,400. And then yeah. I was just shot after three days. Now I just focus, I still track, focus on eating good. I look at my Apple Watch, if it says I've burnt 5,000, I'll eat 4,500, 4,000. Like, so I'm still dieting, but it varies every day based on my output. Mm-hmm. I know the Apple Watch isn't going to be the, the best tool you can use to like. It's rough. It's, at least it's going to get you in the rain. If you're staying consistent with that tracking method, then it's going to be roughly fine. Like, exactly. going to work for you. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, but yes, that's pretty much it now. Like, hopefully, like I said, I'm hoping all going well with this medical triage call I've got and the assessment. I hope end of August, I'll hopefully be off to start. So I've still got some time to like just improve the running. Obviously, dieting, like going back to what you said in terms of the running, like shaving weight off makes it so much easier. Like when yeah. I first started, my ankle and my knee were shot, man, carrying so much weight. Um, but yeah, and also like tidying the diet up after sort of binge eating, mate, my inflammation. Like I recently found out 
if I eat gluten, my knees the next day are just knackered. Uh-huh. So I cut gluten out about five days ago, did my 10K this morning, and I felt like I could have done 20. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even describe just the difference between something like changing yeah. just gluten on the diet. You've got our experiment. Your body is an experiment. Try different things. Like, for some people, that's why I don't like saying that people are like, this way is the best. Yeah, like, plant-based is the best way. Not eating meat, like having fish not having gluten you can't everybody's different everyone's body digesting is it's just got it's like trial and error like you've yeah. literally got a trial and error and see what works for you like i know certain things that work for me like i've been doing a little bit of intermittent fasting which i felt helps with my information as well i'm the same 100 yeah it massively helps it's just it's annoying when you're training like i seen you up on your instagram story this morning at like five o'clock going for a run <laughs> can't remember you I was like i fucking love this i can't remember it was, but if anybody's watching you have to follow him but uh like it's hard when you train so early in the day to obviously then fast until like one o'clock because you need that obviously the recovery and stuff the food after training to recover yeah so on days i train early i'll have something after but if i'm training later on oh mate it's all over the place so at the minute my missus is on night shifts so it's either i train really early or i train later just because she's sleeping during the day like unless i'm going out for a run and stuff like that um Will, will you eat in the mornings before you So I've because I'm going to go and train straight after this. I've ate so I ate at 9 o'clock today, and then I'm going to go and train at, like, what, half 11 or something like that, because I like to leave yeah, it quite a bit before. I like yeah. at least two hours. But if, I, like, sometimes I do train faster, so what I was doing previously, I was training at about half 10, and then I wasn't eating until about half 12. Just depends, really. Like, my train's yeah, been training that. all the time. I still haven't figured it out though. Like I'm trying to decide, do I feel better not eating? I think when I run, when it's under, I'm making it sound like I can do a lot more than 10K, but I probably can, but I haven't, that's not my program, so I'm not. When I run, I feel like I don't really need to eat. Like this morning, I felt like I got, I hydrated. I had like a litre of water, espresso, felt amazing running. But when I do the sort of circuits and conditioning, I'm exactly like you, like hour and a half, two hours. I need to get a bit of food in, like a decent balanced meal. Otherwise, yeah. you just you flag after like 10 minutes. Yeah, I do feel better for like 100% with the running. I'm 100% with you for that. Like, just because I don't like having anything in my stomach as well. Like, even if I waited two and a half hours, I can still feel like something's in my stomach digesting. Even if I have something like, like a bagel or some jam and maybe a protein shake or something like that, like I still yeah. feel like there's something there. If you get up and first thing in the morning and go for a run, like you feel, I feel like you feel great. And then strength-wise, I still feel good training and fasted, but I just know my strength isn't the same level just through tracking. Like I know it's not the same, but I'm, I've seen the likes of like Rich Fronin and Josh Bridges, CrossFit athletes. Yeah, they're, they, but they're um, they do fasting as well. Yeah, and they see benefits from it. like there's increased in testosterone, increased in growth hormone from it apparently. So and it make your point. Like our bodies aren't designed to be eating twenty four seven. Like we never we like. I know it's been a while since we we were in prehistoric times. Like, but you wouldn't be eating and just grazing. We're not grazers. Like yeah. when you. That's why I think anyone like who just think bre- breakfast is the most important meal. Like it's just not. It's not like no. you want to give your body a bit of time to like come out of your sleep cycle. Like ease into things. That's why I pretty much with clients unless they're deep into like a surplus, I'll be like, right, first meal, like 12, when you have your lunch, there's like a lot of yeah. office work. Uh-huh. You're more productive as well. If you get up in the morning, you have a lot of work to do. I don't like eating because I feel like, especially if you're having something like oats or pot, like porridge or something like carby quite heavy, it does tire out a little bit. 
So I like to just, if I'm not training till late, I'll just not eat until like 12, 1 o'clock. Yeah, no, 100% agree with that, mate. Yeah. So just what's your, um, what are the testing terms in the Marines? What you got uh, got to do? Just be interesting to hear. So it's all, with coronavirus, it's all gone a bit up in the air. Like what, what I've been told it is might change is what I've been told. But originally, if this hadn't, the coronavirus hadn't have happened, I would have, they would have basically come over here. I would have done a treadmill assessment, which is your pre-joining fitness test. Yeah. You have to do 2.4K in exactly 12 minutes 30. And then, and then a minute rest and then a 10 minute 30. Because I, I still have to do at work. I have to yeah, like, actually yeah. do, actually record them. Oh, wait, is that well? I work, work? At, I work at Nuffield Health, so yeah, I'm mate, there, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but um, now we don't have one over here, so it's just at, like a gym called Fort Region. Mm-hmm. But um, and then after that, obviously, if you pass, you you go to a PRMC, which is your potential Royal Marine course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I think it was originally three days, but they increased it to five. So you'd go over to the base, which is Limpston in the UK. And you'd basically do like five days of just getting beasted where you'd have to replicate that treadmill run as one of the assessments, but on tarmac, you'd have to do a swimming assessment, which wasn't too bad to be honest, like looking at it. And then a gym assessment, which was like, you have to do over three pull-ups, which I've, I think yeah, that's quite low. Yeah. And then the sit-ups you had to do over 60 feet pinned. I, I struggled quite a lot. Sit-ups are tough. Yeah, mate. Cause my upper body's quite big. Like, like the leverage as well. That's the one thing most people fail on when I do them. Most people fail on the sit-ups because the one for the... Oh, I can't remember which one. It is. I think it is the Marines. You have to do 34 in a minute. Is it 36? I can't remember what it is. I think, but a lot of lads, like, it's literally like averaging one every other second, pretty much. And it is quite yeah, tough, especially like hands on your head, like, full range of motions. Yeah. Quite tough shoulders have got to touch the floor. Like, it is very tough. Yeah, it's hard. And then the press-ups, I can't sure the press ups were like 30 or 40 which wasn't too bad either mm-hmm. um but now it's all changed so basically it's going to be quite weird i've got to do an assessment on zoom <laughs> so it's what i've got to do so i've got to do three rounds no rest i've practiced it i passed it so i'm quite happy about that three rounds no rest 20 burpees but they're not like normal burpees you don't do the press up or the jump oh so it's like up downs i think i call them all there's other names for it yeah straight arms which is like to it's all to a beat you do your yeah burpees, 30 sit-ups, 20 press-ups, and then you finish, I'm trying to think, uh, a minute plank. The plank was the worst bit, mate. My delts, like holding it, I was like... Yeah, after the press-ups and the burpees, it's yeah. tough. So, so basically got to do that on a Zoom call. Hopefully find out. I should be like getting told about this triage call soon. Get that booked in. And then instead of that uh, five-day course that I was talking about before, They've like extended the training from 32 to 36 weeks. So they've added like an extra four weeks to account for it, which is brilliant. Good. Yeah. That's not too bad then. <laughs> oh, mate. <That's> a... <laughs> I think it's going to be a long time. Like... <laughs> yeah. That's good, so, mate. It's good to hear how you train. There was one thing as well that I didn't, because I'm not in, like, obviously, I've just kind of learned a little bit of run. I've been watching a bit of Nick Bear stuff on YouTube. Um, I love, yeah, I love him, mate. Follow He's transitioned from bodybuilding to now like marathon long distance runs. So I've been watching a few of his stuff, but and there's a lad that I know from Newcastle who's a great runner. Like, he does like half marathons and stuff all the time. And he did like 5k in like 16 minutes the other day. And I was just like, oh, great. Yeah, 
great. This is good. But uh, you just have to kind of build up. He was saying just like instead of trying to smash a 5K time all the time, they build up an aerobic capacity and just do like a 30-minute jog at like a nice steady pace and then all the time just slowly increase intensity and then get to the point where like test yourself every so often, see what yeah, you can 100%. get. So you try and do that a little bit more. But I I think, mate, the sprints, like the thing that helped most mm-hmm. with the running, like that 10K today, I keep saying how easy it felt. It was just, but mate, doing sprints, like different sprint intervals, like throwing in some plyometrics and as well as like, I do like a long walk and then just chuck some weight, like kettlebells in a backpack I've got. I think those two things have like improved my running so much mm-hmm. because it's like, it's like you want to improve your back. You don't just do like bent over rows. You've got like... It's like working different rep ranges and different exercises, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mate, exactly. That would make sense. That's probably throw some in because obviously if you're doing the long distance walking with some resistance, like your calves are going to be working like mad, like just for the endurance side of it and then your sprints. That's the one thing after with actually the last little leg of a 5K, trying to kick your legs up and get some pace going. My legs just give way. How how were your legs after the challenge you did? Oh, mate, all right. Yeah, so for everybody who hasn't seen what well, was about in fact it was quite early into lockdown like a few weeks in the challenge yeah. was if i can remember was it 2k run was it a 2k run uh, what was it two no i can't yeah 2k sure. run was it was it 60 squats i can't remember 40 squats 60 sit up no 80 squats 60 80 press-ups. press-ups and then 40 sit-ups and then another 2k run yeah, yeah mate the the run done me in like because that was like I literally before that all I'd done in terms of running was a 5k run like I think about two or three days before and I'd never really done anything like that like and I've just started kind of doing it more but I was dead like my legs doing the the squats I was done I think I think to be fair I think my 2k time my average pace was probably what I can probably average a 5k now was that bad it was horrendous I, I should really try and do it again at some point now I thought that I might just give it a go just to see because like I I just come sort of back from like being a bit having a bit of an injury. Yeah, like, we should give it another go on the same day and see what happens. Nah, you'll be like five <laughs> minutes ahead of me. I was buzzing. I was got, I just got under thirty. I think I got twenty nine something, and you got like twenty. You're hundred kilos, mate. I'm yeah, like big eighty something now. <laughs> and I, I'm a goalkeeper as well in terms of football. Yeah. I don't run, so I'm, yeah. I'm excused. I said mate. <laughs> I'm excused anyway. Right, so we'll finish off because we've been talking for ages. Three questions. The three questions that yeah. I was going to ask you. So I, I have to try and remember to ask every single guest these. So the first one is three people you'd like to invite round for dinner, past or present, anybody in the world. So I think, I think I'm going to go just fitness-wise, just because that's what we've stuck with. I think that Nick Bear would be one. Um, this is all showing, like, my transition in fitness. <laughs> uh, Rich Froning would be another. Yeah. Uh, and do you know David Goggins? Have you seen him? Oh, mate, mate I've read his book, yeah. Like I think those three, because I think they're all they're all similar mindset, and it would just be interesting to see how everyone like clicks off each other, and you'd probably walk away and be like, "I'm a pussy." Like, yeah, <laughs> like I need to do a lot more. Yeah, and they eat a lot, so that'd yeah, be a de- decent dinner. I know that you'll have to go to a <laughs> decent little portion from Aldi. Like you probably end up spending five hundred quid. But anyway, yeah. second question is three people you want to train with. You could probably just choose the same three. To be fair, uh, no, nah, I think I'd go. Right, I'm not really into it anymore, like bodybuilding, but Dorian Yates, because, mate, you watch the videos, you're, you're 
Oh, back in the day, though, because now he's he's older. He's, he's a bit injured, vegan. Though. He's into yoga and stuff now, isn't he? Yeah, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting like that apparently, like yogi. But uh, yeah, Dorian Yates. Um, oh, this is hard. Do you know Cameron Haynes? I've posted some of his stuff before. I'll know that I'm better with faces. I'll I'll quickly do it when you're saying you're. Yeah, he uh, mate. He gets up like four every day, runs a horrific amount of miles, has like a full time job, is one of the best bow hunters in the world. I'm not into that. Yeah, I found him. I just aspire, mate, his work ethic. So I think it it'd be sick to go on a run with him because you'd probably PB no matter what the condition. <laughs> and then the last one. Probably, yeah, David Goggins again, mate. Like, you watch him train and you're like... He's non stop isn't he? Just ridiculous. He does, like, he sets himself random challenges just for the sake of it. Like, I think you did, like, you know, the the climbing machine. I don't know what they're called, but there have been quite a lot in, like, American gyms at the climbing machine. He did that for, like, 24 hours non-stop just because he wanted to. But he's nuts. Like, he's just... He, yeah. You wouldn't want to spend more than probably one day with him because you'd... <laughs> nah, mate, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be sleeping. He'd ruin you. Absolutely yeah. kill you off. And then the last what, one. Has anyone asked you though? What gone? Three oh, people. Oh, I've got to do it. Wait, this is. I'm, yeah, the, I'm the podcast host. Yeah, I don't have to do it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. What? I'll do the people who I train with, but I haven't actually thought about it, so this is terrible. But caught me probably off guard because I want to get it right. Right. Yeah, this is just yeah, off, yeah. Off, the top, off the top. Off the top. Off the top of my head. I'm Matt Fraser because he's an absolute animal and he's yeah. the fittest man on earth. So he'd probably kill me off. Um, oh man, this is tough when you get caught off guard. It is very I tough. I was waiting. <laughs> this is mental. Uh, I've got to go bodybuilder. You got the train with Arnold back in the day just because, just because it's Arnold. Right? Yeah, just see what he was like because his sessions looked like ridiculously high volume. Yeah, he was strong as well, mate. Like, very strong. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I've been train with. I can't think. But just from the top of my head. No, I like it. players though. Oh, football wise. Yeah, see, there you go. Different realm. I like the train with um oh, what's his name, man? I think he plays for Wolves. Triori. I can't remember his name, but he's an absolute unit. Yeah. Do you, do you follow do you follow football I'm mode? Not really into it, mate. Yeah, I think it's Triori, but he's an absolute he used to be at Millsborough. But he's if you Google him after, honestly, for a football he looks like an American football player. Absolute unit, but I'm gonna have to actually like probably think about this for a good hour. Write it down just in case anybody else asks me. But just on the top of my head, <laughs> as a football one. Um, and the last question for you is one thing you'd say to yourself five years ago. Uh, oh, I hadn't. I forgot you were gonna ask that, mate. Yeah, that's a big. That's a hard hitting one. Um, though. Ah, oh, here you go. Don't put your your goals on the back burner. Like I definitely did it with like applying for the Royal Marines. Like I wanted to do it since I left school, but there's always been something that's come up, you know, like, and I would have probably been in a, actually, no, no. Cause I've done so much. That I think my mindset's got better, but I probably would have been in a better place to do the endurance training straight after school. Cause you're young, you're like, you, you don't get injured. You bounce yeah. when you fall. Right. Um, so yeah, just definitely be like once you once you know you want to do something, just go for it because it, not to get deep, but like this is finite. Like we are we are all gonna die. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to waste time, do you? you got no nah, mate, time that's what I'm scared of. Like, I'm scared of that wasting time. Yeah. What about you, Ron? One thing. Oh mate, 
to be fair, I would just say to myself, like, you're going to go through a shit few years and at the end of it, you're going to be a, a different person and just take what you can from learning. Like, there's nothing really you say you, you can't do. It's because... But you build, it builds you, doesn't it? Like, yeah, going I'd... through stuff like that, like, you might not realise you're going to go... Like, at the back of my mind, I always knew that I was going to pursue a fitness career sort of thing because it was always a passion. Like, I remember watching YouTube videos all the time and, like, even when I was... Uh, like full-time professional football I just loved being an athlete and I loved the training side of it like I loved there was times I loved the game and stuff it was more the, the actually being an athlete and being part of a team and stuff and winning and the training side as well I was always interested in the gym and then obviously things happening and stuff and then I knew I was going to go down this path eventually I didn't know when I didn't know how I thought I was going to go in a different way but see everything that five years ago seems like ages ago but everything I've been through in five years like takes you on that that journey so I don't know I wouldn't say just let life happen and then ups and downs there's going to be ups and downs downs and it's fine to for them to be downs as long as yeah. you just just keep yourself going because if you because just don't, give, don't give up on yourself yeah your podcast I remember listening to that obviously we'd spoken a bit didn't really like no I didn't even know that you played football I remember seeing you post like your your coaching side of it and then I like listened to that and like you obviously, I said you need to make a proper like podcast on this, like talking about the darker sides of like when you were suffering big time because it made it's so relatable. People need to hear it for like uh-huh. that. That is so relatable to me, mate, because we've all, to an extent, we've all been in that dark place. And I think, like, especially as like men, it's easy to, uh-huh. you know, Bottle that tough exterior. Yeah, exactly. You don't really speak to anyone about it. I didn't. Um, so it'd be good like I know it's going to take quite a lot of like graft on your side to like probably open up just talking about you yeah. I mean you went through a lot mate like let's be honest from that podcast I heard especially injuries like I couldn't yeah. deal with that mate like yeah, yeah, hats so. off mate no, and I appreciate you, that like I said you're on your new journey now like you've got this going do you know what I mean like you're you're, you're making moves everywhere now you've got this podcast that's sick mate like yeah exactly like every everything that you go through takes you on a journey and then you learn stuff from it but like like you said like there was talking about the mental health side of especially being a man like there was times where i did give up on myself but like you give up on yourself and then you feel like there's a moment and you look at yourself it's like that people say that mirror moment where you're like you feel that you're looking at yourself even if you're actually not looking at yourself in the mirror you're like like this is not like you've got one life and this is not the thing that you want to, i don't want to be this person in life that just gives up and just has the mundane life and picks up there which is fine if people want to go down that path but I know for myself that's not what I want and I had high expectations for myself and then like a switch flipped like for you it's not like, like relationships and stuff are a big trigger thing for like people going through breakups and stuff that's a big thing that flips the switch in people or it could be a family members could have lost it could have been you lost your job that you always dreamed of like things like that do like you go through a shit period every few weeks and then you're like, right, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go and sort my life out now. And then you need it. I think that's honestly, mate. Like you, you uh-huh. need those times where you're like, your your head's all over the place to be like, right, this is it. Like, mate, since I've applied for this, I've been every day's been positive. Obviously, I had a bit of an injury. It's a bit annoying, but just feel buzzing now, mate. I've got my goal. Like I'm working towards it. It's the same with you. You know, you've got your goals now. It might not have necessarily been what it was five years ago but mm. it you, you you're progressing towards the goal no matter what like it's, it might be different but you're getting there yeah yeah like the, it's, the, it's just the mindset there's 
the mindset's always been the same. It's just obviously your, your journey and your process and stuff. It might have just altered to whichever path you're going on now. So it's the main thing. But no, that's been very good. We've been chatting. That's definitely over an hour. We could chat. We could chat for ages. That was solid. That yeah, was really good. Just for people who are watching as well, um, what's your social media and stuff? Where can people find you? Just in case, gotta give you a follow. Yeah, so all, all my stuff is just on one page. It's just will uh, .fitness. Um, but yeah, I'm just lit. To be honest, mate, I'm not really pushing online coaching anymore because I know I'm going to be away soon. It's more just posting sort of what I'm doing. I put clients on there sometimes. But yeah, it's good. Like you can check the workouts I'm doing. Yeah, go that's what I like. You put, it, put yeah. all your workouts on. But yeah, go give it a check. Everything's pretty raw. Like I'm just myself, even if I might seem like a bit cold. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. No, I like that. I like that. You, you come across the exact the same as well. Talking to you now on Instagram and stuff, you're the exact same person. So you're not not one of them fake Insta- Instagrammers, as they call it. Which yeah, is good thank you. Mate. So I'll put your Instagram as well in the show notes so people can follow you and stuff. So that was good. Mate. I appreciate that. Solid. Nice. No, been good. No, thank you, mate. mate. Thank you very much again for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you listen all the way to the end, you are a legend. Thank you very much. Again, thank you, Will, for coming on. It's good to kind of hear his insight into his transition through all the different stages of his life and fitness career and how he kind of managed it, how he managed prep with the disorder as well at the end of it. And it gives you a little bit of an insight of the reality of having them low levels of body fat and is it really worth it at the end of the day? And also, if you are interested in going into Marines, military at all, the kind of insight into his training. So, pleasure having Will on. Again, we'll probably try and get another episode or maybe an Instagram live with Will at some point. So, if you haven't already followed Will, get following him. If you haven't already followed me on Instagram, Brendan Pearson Fitness, follow me as well for daily content. So, Again, if you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, remember to get subscribed. And if you really loved it, give us a five-star review and leave a nice little comment down below. It would mean a lot to me, so thank you very much. And if there's anybody who you haven't told already about the podcast, please tell them, just share the link or send them a text message right now. Stop what you're doing. Drop your phone. Don't drop your phone. Pick it back up and then message them and let them know about the podcast process. So thank you very much for listening. It's been another good episode. Have a good one, people. This has been Process.